0: the, shade. Hey, brother, the wine. drink the
1: drink that I have made. Hey, brother,
2: the wine. Good the wine. evening. Happy I'm Sunday the and the sun welcome sun to Drink in the, in the Style, sea style sea brought sea sea to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early evening this Sunday with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we are learning about rugs, area rugs. Our guest is Patricia Myrie, brand representative for Laloy Rugs, headquartered out of Dallas, Texas, and procurers of floor coverings from everywhere, from India to North America. Patricia, welcome to Drink in the Style.
0: Well, thank you, Greg. It's nice to be here.
2: (laughs) Rugs is a really complicated uh, uh, subject matter in a lot of ways. People don't understand sometimes the importance of paying attention to the rug. So we are really looking forward to having you talk about the right fabrics, the right uh, substances, the right shapes, sizes, styles, colors.
0: Awesome. So- I'm happy to help.
2: It really, it is. Uh, it is going to be a good time. We are going. We're going to be joined by Mr. Daniel Avila from Mill Valley Kitchen in Saint Louis Park. But unfortunately, Daniel could not join us for this program. But because he is a quality, quality fellow, he did decide to send over a really good cocktail recipe and some booze to mix it up. With, uh, with some detailed directions. So I am going to be functioning not only as your radio host, general entertainer, but also completely not expert mixologist. Brett, are you excited?
3: I am excited, doing a little double duty in there, multitasking.
2: I am. You're I, am. I am. Talented. I am. I've got some talents that uh, revolve around alcohol and, and Ottomans, I guess. Um, <laughs> but the. <laughs> the multitasking thing, I'm not that good at. And I think we talked about this once before. Multitasking used to be the measure of how competent you were. Are you able to multitask? But now, in the age of mindfulness here in the 21st century, it's considered the wrong thing to necessarily do and that you should focus on one thing and then another. So We've learned
0: how to be very distracted.
2: Yes, absolutely true. But I'm going to try to do multiple things which is host, be charming, and mix all at the same time. All I can tell you with certainty is that if I don't screw this cocktail up, it is going to be one of the tastiest drinks we've had on Drink in the Style because what Daniel did put together is absolutely delicious as a digestive and kind of a spicy holiday joyous cocktail so should we get started mr M- mr Brett, Sir, mr johnson let's do it all right hit us up with some mixing music nicely done our cocktail which name we will uh share at the end of this program is completely bespoke it is a bourbon-based cocktail So what we're starting out with is a Rebel Kentucky Straight Bourbon, specifically, because it's got a very particular taste, and we're looking for that. So we're going to start with two ounces of Rebel Bourbon. Mixed in. Then a half an ounce of Fernet Blanca. Branca? Branca? Branca. I'm going with Branca. I can't read Daniel's handwriting. Uh, but he did tell me that uh, uh, Fernet uh, is a, uh, uh, an Italian type of Amaro, which is a bitter, aromatic spirit. So this is going to have really strong fragrance, and it's going to be really, I don't know, I'd call it like a masculine scent, more than flowery.
0: I would say masculine is right.
2: Okay. So uh, half an ounce of Bernet Branca, possibly Bianca possibly Blanca but I'm gonna go with Bronca
0: Bronca sounds good
2: then a half an ounce of sweet vermouth vermouth which is standard done and then finally three dashes of black strap bitters uh, and uh, in this case we are using a bitter cube brand of uh, bitters so mixing it all together we are mixing it with ice right that was actually really poor, authentic, uh, semi-authentic ice noise. I can't lie. I have Gave to admit away it. the radio theater. I know. I know. I'm not. I am. I'm totally giving it away. <laughs> the truth is Daniel pre mixed everything for us because he knows I'm not capable of doing anything like that on my own and instead sent a little bottle. But look, a wise man. He is a wise man. But look, here you can hear my uh, mixing cocktail sound. Hold on. Did that sound good? Yeah, yeah. Looks
3: Massable.
2: authentic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, again, two ounces of Rebel Bourbon, half an ounce of Fernet Blanca Branca, half an ounce of sweet vermouth, two dashes of Black Strap Bitters, preferably Bittercube brand. Pour over ice, mix, serve up, preferably in a coupe glass, um, without ice, and absolutely enjoy. So, here we go. I'm going to pour some. For Patricia, Brett, you are, of course, yeah. drinking with us. Indeed. This is primarily going to be used as, or, or best found to be, a digestive, which is an after-dinner uh, drink. After you finished, help you digest, I presume, uh, your your meal. Um, Blackstrap, uh, by the way, Blackstrap Bitters is a full-body and earthy uh, bitter with uh, two types of molasses, cinnamon, sassafras Mm. nutmeg and sarsaparilla overtones so folks if uh if you do track a drink in the style this is the kind of drink that you're gonna absolutely love and is a a great thing to try at home i really really want you guys to because this is delicious um the fernet by the way and it is fernet um is often mixed daniel tells me with coca-cola primarily in uh, areas in South and Central America, um, Argentina, uh, via Italy, I guess, is the route, uh, as a standard after-dinner drink or digestif. So, uh, raise your glass and have a quick sip. It's delicious. Mm. It is absolutely delicious. Delicious. And while we considered a couple of different names for this, we have settled on the... Spicy Avila. Just because I really thought I could nail <laughs> that one.
0: You did. You did.
2: Brett, you want to give us one?
1: Spicy Avila. Spicy Avila. There we go. I like that name. Yes.
2: All right. It's awesome. It is not on the menu at Mill Valley, but if you do stop in and ask for a spicy Avila, they will mix one for you custom. And uh, if we get a couple of people who go in and try this, I bet we can get it on the menu permanently.
0: Nice. You got to say it that way too.
2: You do. You do. Well, too white to say it that way. So. <laughs> it just, you it's might a not get the same that. Spicy Avila. Fair enough. All right. That was the mixing of the cocktail. You guys at home, definitely try this. We've got a, a random philosophical question that I had planned to ask, but somehow, even though Daniel pre mixed the cocktail, I managed to burn through the vast majority of the first segment just with inane chatter but we're gonna jump into as quickly as we possibly can. Yes or no, ready? Patricia Myrie. I'm ready. Can people change?
0: In a nutshell, yes. But they have to want to change, don't you think?
2: It's an interesting question. It is a very interesting question. Yes, you absolutely have to want to change, Mm -hmm. but are you capable of it down deep?
0: That is up to the person. It's how much you wanna change. It depends on what you need to change.
2: All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ask a couple quick follow-up questions when we come back after a, a quick break because I'm curious to hear about this. But uh, we're gonna go to commercial, and uh, when we come back, we'll be enjoying a spicy avila and uh, talking with Patricia Myrie about rugs and floor coverings. <laughs> Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis' coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today. 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100. Or visit us online
1: at habitationdesign.com. Hi, it's Tom Hartman for Continental Diamond. You've heard me talk about this place for a long time, and this holiday season, it's time to get your loved one a gift that will last a lifetime. Their experts know all the latest trends and will help you find the perfect gift to fit any budget with an amazing in-stock selection to choose from. Stay away from the craziness of the malls and visit Continental Diamond, adjacent to the West End and St. Louis Park, and at ContinentalDiamond.com. That's Continental Diamond for the perfect holiday gift. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can save money with all-energy solar. One of the myths about solar is that it's too expensive and you need lots of money down. The truth? Solar is available for little or no money down. And if you have a great site for solar, you might even save money right away on a monthly basis. So don't wait to switch. You'll see your investment pay off the sooner you switch to All Energy Solar. So start saving today and visit AllEnergySolar.com. I'm Connie
0: Bure, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. Join us Saturday when we will be talking about isolation, what it looks like, feels like, and ways to break free from its immobilizing grip. We'll also talk about how to help others move out of this grip. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life.
2: Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. In the style, I'm your host Gregory Rich, and this evening we are enjoying a spicy Avila as we bring our discussion of floor coverings and Laloy rugs with Patricia Myrie to uh segment two. And uh, again, this is a, a delicious cocktail. Um, the music I want to point out, by the way Oscar Peterson Trio, uh, an nice. album. What was it called, Brett? What did I say it was called? It, it was... is a jazz portrait of Frank Sinatra. A jazz portrait of Frank Sinatra. Really good album. Everybody look it up. It's top notch. All right. Patricia, you are one of the most knowledgeable people I know in the industry. You really are. You come into habitation. You train the staff. There's almost never a question that you're unable to answer. In fact, I'm not sure we've ever stumped you.
0: Um, I think if you tried, you could easily, but...
2: <laughs> All right. Well, allow me to try.
0: <laughs> there you go. Please do.
2: Start by telling us about Laloy.
0: Well, um, Laloy Rugs is based in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be 15 years old this January. So Amir Laloy started the company after many, many, many years in the uh, rug industry. So using everything that he'd learned... Throughout those years, he went out on his own and established Lolloy Rugs.
2: It's only been 15 years?
0: 15 years. He's done an amazing, um, well, it's kind of... Saying he did an amazing job is an understatement. I mean, what he has accomplished in just 15 years is pretty phenomenal.
2: It really is. I mean, I I would have guessed at least at least 30-plus years. I know Amir had started the uh, company. Mm-hmm. He's still going to the shows. He's out there. He's yep. a young, vital man.
0: He is. He is. And he's brought his sons into the business, too. So he's brought the second generation on board to help uh, keep building and moving forward.
2: I mean to go from from basically individual rug uh, uh, importer, I presume, or or expert in that field, mm-hmm. to Leloy, For folks out there who maybe don't know that much about the the rug business, Leloy is one of the big players in this particular industry. And um, I mean, you're at stores all across the country. Of course, you are considered to be a style and and just general product leader.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's really impressive.
0: It is impressive. Um, Amir has done um, many different things within the industry and one of the biggest contributions that he's made is that he has um, this ability to put color and fiber together in very unique and interesting ways. Uh, When he went out on his own one of his main goals was to um, develop his ideas and when developing those ideas he was um, he's become a master of color and design and construction but he's also been a developer of innovations within the construction of the rugs and new ways of looming rugs. Really? Yes.
2: Do you know yes. a lot about looming? Can I stump you on looming questions?
0: Um, probably, but yeah, let's try.
2: Awesome. All right. I don't know that much about looming in particular. Mm-hmm. A loom is a device that will create a fabric based on fibers overall. Right? It
0: will create the rug. So there's different ways to loom, whether it's a machine loomed or a hand loomed. But typically a hand knotted rug um, is what you think of when you think of the old oriental rug. Um, where you see strong pattern on top and on the bottom. Um, You can also hook a rug. You can, um, uh, lots of different, I kind of stuffed yeah, it. No, you, you did a little bit. You did a little bit. I'm just, you know, so never been on the radio before, machine. so I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> here. But well,
2: there's no time. There's no better time to uh, to learn than when you have a cocktail yeah, in your hand.
0: It, well, uh, that presents another set of problems, also. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I find everything easier. Uh, but you do hand tufted rugs as well. So um, rugs are one of those things that the majority of them are still very much done by hand uh, by very talented craftspeople from around the world.
2: And you guys do actually import from all over the world. I mean, you know, India is still kind of the 800-pound gorilla in the rug business. It is.
0: It is. Um, But it's also um, where a lot of the talent has migrated over the years. So, years ago, when rugs were first constructed, um, we're talking... Turkey, Pakistan, Iran—that part of the world is where the whole craft pretty much originated. But over the years, it migrated. The talent migrated as people migrated to different parts of the world, and now India has a huge pool of talent to create um, just about any type of rug that is constructed nowadays.
2: And largely by hand, because again, there's there's inherent skill in doing that. Correct. So I'm going to go back to looming because I'm going to keep hitting you on the looming thing. Okay. So looming versus tufting—when you are those synonyms?
0: Um, no, no. Okay. So, um, looming versus tufting versus hooking a rug. So, a hook is a is a tool that's used to inject the the yarn through a base. Um, looming is when you think about um, looming fabric, something similar to that. You're weaving. Okay. Um, knotting is truly knotting a thread. So then, on a substrate.
2: In which case you're <laughs> substrate. Um, so in which case you're doing the knotting at the end. You're talking about hand knotting to finish the the the, the, the You're the,
0: hand knotting each individual thread that sticks out of the substrate of the rug.
2: An insane amount of work. It's an insane amount of, of work.
0: Thing. And that's why these rugs truly are artisan made and they don't just they don't just appear.
2: No. I mean, there are machine-made rugs.
0: There are machine-made rugs, and there are some really very nice machine-made rugs. Um, and those are usually typically made in um, Turkey, Egypt. They're big parts. Uh, that's the part of the world to make uh, those types of products. And they're usually a poly product. Very durable Big selection of sizes, the ability to make um, a lot of round versions of rugs, but the production time is dramatically less than it is for a hand-produced product.
2: Which I guess you would you would generally expect that that does make sense. You're you're, you're reducing that hand involvement. You probably also got relatively limited types of of textures that can be created. Off of that, relative to something that could be done necessarily by hand.
0: Correct? Yes, I think that's very yeah, that's very accurate. Uh, you can do a lot with different poly uh, fibers when it comes to colors and patterns, which is really very interesting. Uh, but for the most part, um, when you are making a hand product like this, um, the more intricate, the longer it takes. To produce something like that, so mm-hmm. you know it depends on them what you're going for, and, and there are all sorts of designs that are easier to make, faster to make, um, but are um, a little bit less um, intricate.
2: That makes sense. And so, all right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about substances that are used to make rugs, because there are so many different different types. But just off the top what would you say, what is the what is the, the, the top fiber that's used in rug making?
0: That would be wool.
2: It is still wool.
0: It is still wool. Uh, wool is very cleanable and it's very sustainable, but it's also very durable for the long term. So it's one of those very friendly fibers. Um, when you think about an antique rug, most antique rugs are constructed of wool and to get a certain color or a certain softness within it, they would have added silk mm-hmm. um, to that rug. But um, presently, well, it's going to be your most popular, one of your most popular fibers used for rug construction, but uh, poly's um, becoming more and more common all the time.
2: As it is. And all right. And so, uh, so we're going to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, let's break down all the specific fibers that are necessarily uh, popular right now uh, in making rugs, what the best areas and best uses are for those. All right. Okay, we are going to take a break as we move into a round of commercials. I would like to remind you that AM 950 and its associated podcasts are supported by our advertisers. These are the folks who keep the lights on, so please take a moment to have a listen. And if one of these local folks uh, is offering a product or service that fills your needs at the moment, make a point of giving them a chance to earn your business. We'll be right back. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Hi, this is Jen of Vandalia Glassworks. Are you looking for a magical gift for the holidays? Consider the gift of art created from fire and blown to beautiful perfection. Vandalia Glassworks features stunning glass pieces that are one of a kind. Colorful, elegant vases, bowls, platters, paperweights, sculptures, tumblers, pendants, and more. Special pieces of art available for every price range. Find that special present at Vandalia Glassworks in St. Paul off the Vandalia exit north of 94. Find more at VandaliaGlassworks.com.
1: Standard Heating knows the holidays are a time for lists: shopping lists, guest lists, good and naughty lists, but don't forget about the most important list of all, Standard's 24-point checklist that comes with our professional furnace tune-up. During December, you can get this crucial tune-up for $25 off. Learn how you can save $25 on our furnace tune-up and all our other year-end deals today at standardheatingdeals.com/radio standard heating and air conditioning comfort you deserve northern sun products for progressive since 1979 this
0: year we're celebrating 40 years of anti-establishment t-shirts magnets stickers custom printing and now we make affordable custom videos celebrate with us resist the forces that divide us and persist Or the world we know is possible. Help us spread the love, speak up and stand together. Northern Sun on East Lake Street or online at Northernsun.com.
1: This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and
3: speaker Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health and specifically let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch
2: new beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight will be mostly clear with a low around
3: 21. Monday, sunny with a high near 35 and a low around 25. Tuesday will be cloudy with a high near 40 and a low around 29. And Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a high near 40 and a low around 29. AM 950 is brought to you by Eat Local Minnesota. Break away from the usual and find a list of -of
2: one-of-a-kind local restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. From elegant to casual, exotic to comfort food, they've got everything and more. Find the full list of incredible nearby restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. Thank Welcome back to Drink in the Style. That was Come Dance with me from the Oscar Peterson Trio. Drink in the Style is brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in the Neverending Nightmare, which is the city of St. Louis Park. We are here with Patricia Myrie from Laloy Rugs. Patricia, welcome back to the program.
0: Thank you, Greg.
2: <laughs> are you enjoying your cocktail?
0: I am very much so.
2: Excellent. Glad to hear it. Smoky. Alright, let's stick with, uh, with rug content for a little bit. All right. Okay. Most people tend to think that uh, an area rug decision is based pretty much on what you like aesthetically, but where the rug is going and how it's going to be used is really, really important, right?
0: It is important. Um, knowing underst- and understanding what the fiber content of the rug is will help you to make the best decision as to where you're going to place that rug or what you need for that particular situation. Um, if you are looking at something for your front door, you want to pick something that's durable, that's going to take the moisture, maybe even take the um, snow and salt and things. Poly's going to be a great option for that. Mm-hmm. Um, wool can also take a lot of abuse in that department too. So that's that's a those are two really good fibers for just about anywhere you want to put them.
2: Durable, resilient.
0: Durable and resilient. As poly's opposed very to, colorfast.
2: let's talk about viscose. Okay. What's the deal with viscose?
0: Well, um, viscose is a relatively new fiber. Um, it, it was replicated, meant to replicate silk. So, oftentimes you'll hear it referred to as art silk, art silk, art silk, or faux silk. Mm. And silk has that beautiful shine, softness. It's just really, it's very distinctive, um, especially within a rug. Um, but it's also very costly and it can be um, problematic when it comes to cleaning and things like that. So viscose was developed. It is a, um, it's a man-made fiber, and you can make viscose from a, m- a number of different things, um, mostly out of the grass family. We do viscose out of, uh, from bamboo. And so what we found with viscose from bamboo is that it is uh, more durable, and it also tends to shed less than other forms of viscose
2: which is the which is a a really big thing that people don't think about sometimes is how much shedding is is involved in a rug so you're using so you're using the silk from bamboo that is the the silk fibers within the bamboo it's the fiber
0: within bamboo that that is meant to replicate silk
2: okay so that's and that's natural
0: it's a a natural man-made fiber
2: so it's, it's basically, you Man see, made
0: that, fiber made from natural materials. That's that more works. accurate.
2: That definitely yep. works. Yep. I was yep. going to yep. say, you got one or the other, yeah. okay. So you start with the, with the silks from bamboo. You mm-hmm. put it through a process. That process creates what is a silk like texture and feel. Correct. And then, but it is, so what are the best uses of viscose? Where do you want to use a viscose rug?
0: Well, viscose can be, um, it, it's a little bit touchy when it comes to the care. Um, it needs to be professionally cleaned. So when you think of the places that it could be exposed to, food, pets, spills, those kinds of things, you just want to be careful that you're placing it in a place in, in an area where it's least likely to be exposed to those types of things. I think of that formal living room that many people still have, but typically we don't use them very much. We are... Um, Uh, In our family rooms, we are in great rooms. Um, Also, bedrooms is another great place to put viscose, because that beautiful softness, climbing out of bed, putting your feet on a wonderfully soft Mm silk-feel rug in the morning is is pretty fabulous.
2: It is. Oh, that's a great call. That's a great call. All right, so we got viscose, which is beautiful, soft, rich, deep colors, not great for high-traffic areas, not great for huge amounts of, of... traffic coming through. Correct. You've got wool and poly, which is, they're your workhorse substances. They are. What else are we looking at? What else are they doing rugs out of out there?
0: Um, Well, you see a lot of rugs made out of jute. Um, and jute can be uh, a little abrasive but it also can be very very soft so laloy has a number of jute rugs that when you touch them you're kind of surprised to know that they are truly jute Um, the colors in jute um, can can vary greatly um, because it is such a natural fiber so when you think about dyeing anything um, it depends on whether it's wool whether it's um, a natural fiber it always will take color a little bit differently so um, in jute rugs you can sometimes see a variation in color mm-hmm. from um, collection to collection uh, but it is um, it's a beautiful beautiful um, fiber as well
2: and jute is 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 popular and it's got a great texture i mean it starts out feeling almost burlappy. if
0: it can if, mm-hmm. if, i don't know what burlap
2: mm-hmm. is made out of but whatever it is it can be similar to to a jute fabric. Yes. Is jute is jute suitable outdoors
0: or is Um no. Um because jute being a natural fiber it's it's like weaving a rug out of out of dried grass mm-hmm. and then watching it decompose outside. Fair so, enough. Yeah, Fair no. Jute um, will shed a little bit, as is just about any rug will. Poly is probably, um, if shedding is an issue and you're not comfortable with that, you don't want to have that happen, poly is a good option for that. But wool will always shed a little bit. It will, all, it will slow down. Jute will naturally kind of break down over time, mm-hmm. um, but some of the colors that you can get in a jute rug are incredibly beautiful, um, some deep, rich, saturated colors.
2: Yeah, it's, it's no question about that. You know, talking of colors, there's also, there for a great deal of time, over-dyed rugs. Yes, were really, really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the process for creating an overdyed rug?
0: Well, an overdyed, oftentimes what they would do is they would take um, old antique rugs mm-hmm. and shave them down so that they're almost down to um, the the warp and the weft thread that holds that original um, wool fiber. They take it down to just the the base, almost, and then they dye the whole rug over again. So a lot of times this was done as a way to repurpose old antique or vintage rugs that really were not what people were looking for these days when it comes to colors and patterns. And um, It brought new life mm-hmm. to an old rug that could be 50, 100, 200 years old, that nobody really wants anymore uh, when it comes to the colors and patterns but all of a sudden it's this new amazing trend and a lot of times they're bright vibrant colors um laloy has done some really interesting over dyed rugs with teal pink orange you get a really modern up-to-date look with that very traditional base pattern
2: it's a beautiful process i I love over dyed rugs and you know, I think it's it's a chance to kind of have something that has some history and some and some gravitas to yes, it. Yes, yes. And yet some, you know, fresh stuff. Do we do we have any at habitation that you can remember at the floor?
0: Not that I recall, <laughs> okay. but you would be better judge of that. <laughs> so I'll stump you. Do we have any Carl? overdyed rugs? <laughs> Carl, in Lena, right call
2: in. I don't recall if we have any overdyed rugs on the floor. <laughs> I know we have in the past. I suspect we may still have a few, but um, they are uh, 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 one of the great uh, one of the great aesthetics. I think that that people have come up with in the rug business. What? Uh, so you've got that. What is the deal? All right. Is there anything I'm forgetting? By the way, any other rug? Substances, any other fibers that we haven't talked about that we should point out?
0: Uh, I think those are going to be the most common that people are going to run into uh, yeah. most consistently.
2: Yep. Uh, so poly, durable and cheap, but also not really. It's going to a poly rug is not going to be able to hold color as long as say a wool rug might. Or um, what are the downsides? I guess I should say of a poly rug.
0: Um, the well, poly typically will have a sheen to it. And it will have a stronger light, light, strong light or dark side to a rug. So many times when you're shopping, you can turn a sample around and look at it in different ways, in different light, see which color you prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, strong light and dark side is, is um, very common within the poly. Mm-hmm. And then a sheen. Um, okay. Some have various um, levels of sheen. Some are very high sheen. Others are a little bit on the lower side. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily say cheap, I think I would say more economical. Because you can get a beautiful look out of a poly rug that Mm -hmm. can be have a very high-end look to it without paying a lot for it.
2: Fair enough, absolutely true. Fair enough. I don't want to. When I say cheap, I just mean less expensive, and that's That's a much more elegant way of
0: putting it. It is. It It is. Yes.
2: You have all the best words.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Well done.
2: (laughs) Well done. All right. Um, What about uh, what about rug pads?
0: Rug pads are vital. I mean, I think that's one thing that people really don't think about um, very often. When you think about the way homes are built these days, um, very few rooms are dedicated to complete carpet. Mm-hmm. And so a rug pad is is vital. Um, you want to s- protect your floor. You want to protect the rug. You increase the life of the rug. Um, but you can also add some extra padding. So say you get a fairly thin rug like a flat weave something like that that maybe would have been woven like a fabric um, is woven you can add some extra pad um, to that rug and um, have it more foot friendly Mm -hmm. Um, but also there's there's a hazard with rugs that um, are pretty pliable if you step on a corner you can all of a sudden your rug is wrinkling it's a trip factor Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's a safety issue as well
2: yeah, it keeps it from sliding. Mm-hmm. It keeps it. It gives you a little better feel, but it also extends the life of a rug too, it definitely which is does. what people don't always understand: is that creating that cushion means that you're basically protecting the fibers of the rug that you've purchased by creating kind of a. a, a Well, a cushion that's going to help it be more resilient, right? Right,
0: right. And when you sit down in furniture, it will shift a lot of times, and it will do it on carpet, it will do it on rugs and everything. But if you have a pad underneath there, you're going to avoid the wrinkling that can happen with it on a rug Mm -hmm. um, when the furniture shifts around, too.
2: Right, so rug pads. Front yeah.
0: pads, gotta have them
2: they're worth buying. No question about it. Yep. What are the big trends right now? what uh, is it more towards texture? Is it more towards color? what what is uh, what is the bomb as the young people used to say?
0: Well, uh, the bomb. <sighs> The bomb. <laughs> the did, young people. You did not get that from your children. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you did not. No,
2: no, I think I got that from the Simpsons, like, in 1996 Oh, there you
0: go. <laughs> yep. Um, well, trends, What's what's uh, been interesting is that there's always so many innovations um, within every industry, and we're seeing that within the rug industry. Um, so trends, um, as we all view um, Pinterest and Instagram, those kinds of things, you see trends where it's very he- heavy texture, And very heavy um, uh, fibers. Okay. So lots of wool, long wool fibers, um, with these great patterns. But the colors don't tend to be um, dramatic. They tend to be some pretty neutral fabric uh, colors um, that they combine into those rugs really yeah that's what that's what we're seeing at Loloy and we see you see that throughout the industry as well um and a lot of times people would put those in very neutral rooms and have that be a focal point with the texture and the pattern rather than huge amounts of color mm-hmm. uh, we also see the other trend is that a very mono, monochromatic room very simple fixtures spare furnishings and then you see that big pop of color in a rug mm-hmm. um, and then the rug is the star of the room
2: as it, yeah, as as it well could be, and the texture again. I mean, I think a lot of people these days are just into that kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's like a. Maybe it's a digital thing. We're so used to staring at flat screens and two dimensions. Ooh, could that be. People are are being driven to anything that seems to have substance and depth to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that could be. Yeah, huh? it's, I hadn't thought about that.
2: Thank you. I just came up with that You're literally. United. Yeah, I'm going to credit that one to the spicy of <laughs> Is an excellent <laughs> drink. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break again, but when we come back, we're going to do the Habitation audio log. Patricia will get a chance to ask or to turn the tables a little bit on us uh, and ask me a question. Um, and, uh, and we've got a couple last minute questions we want to ask as well. So stick with us. We'll be back in a moment or two. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis' coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. You know it's also exciting? Habitation offers AM950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit KroonersLoungeMN.com to learn more about their private dining options or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today.
3: This is Chad, owner of AM950. I've been telling you about my friends at Snap Construction who are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior construction company in the metro. Don't just take my word for it, take a look at all their reviews online. Winter is the most cost-effective time of the year to complete your construction project. A majority of Minnesotans choose to have their work completed on their home in the summer when they should be enjoying the weather. As a result, the demand for labor in the summer is much higher. The most cost-effective way to improve or restore your home is in the winter due to the lower demand. Right now, Snap Construction is offering an additional 30% off of labor to the AM950 listeners on your next construction project between now and the end of February. Call 612-333-SNAP and mention AM950 for an additional 30% off. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Don't wait to get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available.
2: Drink in the style on the air every Sunday night, right here at five PM on AM nine fifty, and available on iTunes and other podcast apps anytime at all. I just raised my glass. I clinked Patricia Midry. You have to drink. You must drink within three seconds. Do you know the history of a of a toast?
0: Well, and drinking. Sorry, I didn't I hear to it. In. Now, of course.
2: <laughs> no, right? Of course, you are. Ancient Roman tradition. If you are clinking your glass, that clink noise draws the attention of the god Bacchus. Ooh. Bacchus, the god of wine and bodily fluid. A good combination. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely true. Interesting combination. However, yes. For sure. Absolutely true. And he would be offended. He would be angered if you didn't. Drink after you brought his attention in, because again, wine.
0: Yes, no. You and have then to he drink would become after... spiteful because
2: it yep. was through there. So if oh, you raise your go. glass, if you clink, you have about three seconds to imbibe, and if you don't, you piss off Bacchus. And again,
0: not a good idea, probably.
2: Wine and bodily fluids. He has a lot he can do <laughs> to you. He can. This is not a man you want to upset.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah.
2: Okay, we're going to do the habitation audio log in just a moment, but before we do, there is a big question I want to ask Patricia relative to rugs because it is always the question that designers get. That is the size of the rug. Should the furniture be, should the rug extend beyond furniture and all the furniture should be on the rug in the space, or should the rug be within the furniture?
0: Well, that's a really good question. I think it's a really, it's a difficult thing to answer sometimes because there are a few different thoughts on that. I think most designers will tell you that most of the furniture should be on top of the rug and it should extend past the furniture. Okay. And aesthetically pleasing for me, that's what I prefer as well. Okay. Uh, but when you think about the size of a room, sometimes it's cost prohibitive mm-hmm. to have a rug that big and put all your furniture on it. Mm-hmm. Um, at minimum, the front legs being on the the rug it's it's acceptable okay um but also it boils down to personal preference it's the person living in the home deciding what's most pleasing to their eye Mm -hmm. and so i don't think there's a right or a wrong answer to something like that a lot of it is just personal preference uh i will say though that most often people tend to buy too small of a rug Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: then i'm sure you've had them come back to your store and say you were right Mm-hmm. It was too small. I do need the 8x10. The 5x8 was too small.
2: Yep. yep. It is it is absolutely true because price-wise, quite honestly, there's a big jump.
0: There is a between, big jump. Between,
2: you know, if you go up from a 5x8 to an 8x10 and then, you know, even to a 10x12, which quite honestly tends to work in a lot of houses that are larger especially. It does. And that is the big, big leap. Why is that? Is it?
0: Well, it's the custom materials, but it's also going to be when you think about just expanding that size on maybe like a hand-loomed product or a hand-knotted product just takes that much more time and that many more skilled craftspeople to make it. Uh, but on a um, on a machine-made rug, you can get some of those bigger options. So if you do like that look and you want to put all your furniture on top of the rug, get the bigger rug um, and look at a machine-made rug um, to get the color and the style that you want and to maybe make it more cost-effective.
2: So the ugly truth is you're trying to be diplomatic.
0: I am. Uh-huh. I am. Splurge no. on
2: the bigger rug is the takeaway that we should have from that answer.
0: Splurge on the bigger rug, um, and because the rug anchors your room. Mm-hmm. It, it, it anchors the room. It kind of sets the tone for the room, but it also mm-hmm. um, it anchors your furniture to a location within mm-hmm. that room. So okay. picking the right size is very important.
2: Okay. So you can get away with a smaller rug that is under only the front front legs of a furniture yes you can sneak that through but in truth if you really want to do it right you need a bigger rug something that extends past the furniture yes i would agree all right there it is you've learned the ugly truth let's do the habitation audio log uh and then and then we can we can jump into uh your questions for me so uh the habitation audio log Installment 21. Brett, are you ready? Do you think you're going to have to beep any of this? Eventually, I think we need some theme music for the Habitation audio log. Yeah, you're right. We probably do. (laughs) But anyways, continue. (laughs) All right, we're accepting suggestions for the uh, theme music for the Habitation audio log, but let's just jump into it now. Installment 21, Holiday Hours. In my industry, business in December is unpredictable. In most cases, December tends to be a very slow month for boutique furniture stores, like Habitation. Everyone is shopping for holiday gifts, and since we don't really stock inventory, um, with a few exceptions, uh, there isn't much chance of getting pieces in before New Year's Day. As such, folks tend to either gravitate towards big-box stores where they can grab something right away, or simply ignore furnishings altogether. Uh, lost it. Okay, so shipping companies likewise tend to get bogged down uh, a couple of weeks before Christmas. So this year, Habitation has decided to end the year in mid-December instead of the end of the month. Although some staff will continue to be in this week as we do inventory in preparation for 2019, our doors are locked starting December 15th. We are available by appointment, of course, but by and large, it's time to look forward to next year. While in previous years we've been closed the week between Christmas and New Year's Day, uh, and we've used that time for preparation, uh, instead, before uh, the holiday, we have decided to close down, and that way the week between Christmas and New Year's can be used by staff to enjoy time with family and friends. Nice. Drink in the Style will continue to broadcast, though, so you can listen to uh, a Near Christmas and post-Christmas episode as well, yeah, isn't that you know right? Take That's a stand. Very nice. It's a really a lot of people think I'm absolutely crazy for uh, for for closing down. I bet well, they do. One person mentioned that you know people might have family in the week before Christmas and they'd like to bring the family through the store and say, you know, this is a really cool spot and all this other, uh, uh, this is where we got the sofa. And that, that is very, very true. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, we all have very limited time and you have to try to take advantage of it as best you can. And if we can get our planning done during a week that's traditionally very, very slow and then folks can enjoy their time with their family and their friends in that week, that worked for me.
0: Yeah, that's nice. It's not too often in in life that you can do that for people so taking taking the uh, opportunity to help people have some balance in their life is a good thing
2: right yeah I, I hope so nice on the other hand if we're having a going out of business sale on january 14th <laughs> you'll know <it's> because <laughs> Greg decided, let me know
0: i'll come shopping
2: <laughs> thank you very much i really appreciate it. i give you a great deal on the rugs. <laughs> awesome. i really well awesome. <laughs> All right, Patricia, do you have any question that you would like to ask me?
0: Well, yeah, I gave that some thought. And I would like to pick uh, your brain about where you feel this industry is headed for 2019. With uh, all the years that you've been doing this, you've had a lot of different um, businesses along the way,
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wealth
0: of knowledge. Mm -hmm. What do you see coming?
2: Within the rug, furniture, retail...
0: Furnisher, home furnishings industry. I mean, it's a, the bigger, broader world of home furnishings.
2: Got it. You know, wow. Yeah, that is... I, maybe I should start asking my guests <laughs> to tell me the questions <laughs> they're going to ask before I actually sit down. Because that is a really huge question. Look...
0: I think I asked you a question that it's really difficult to answer. Uh, because if we had that crystal ball... Mm -hmm. You know, in some ways. Mm -hmm. But I think there are some things that we can see um, down the road a little bit that might might be happening. Well,
2: here's the deal. Here's the big balancing, the big question that exists. And it is, it's, it's all about the Internet and the way people shop these days. It's
0: changed dramatically, hasn't it?
2: Beyond imagining. I mean, beyond imagining. None of us would have expected necessarily that you could order a sofa. On Someday I may tell the story of when I was in the Internet business. Uh, I was in IT, and I pitched uh, uh, Larry Schneiderman from Schneiderman's Furniture. Brett, go back and beep that out later. Um, on an Internet website to sell his overstock product. Mm-hmm. And I remember he said to me, Young man, no one will ever buy a sofa online because if you can't sit on it, you're never going to make that kind of an investment and of course that has proved not to be necessarily the case so it's a constant battle in my opinion and I don't know who's gonna win between is saving a certain amount of money the most important thing that is 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 buying a sofa for eight hundred dollars a risk I'm willing to take versus buying a sofa for twelve hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars or something like that that I can touch feel and and sit on
3: mm-hmm. and
2: it hasn't been decided yet it is a really difficult uh, question what it really comes down is yours too is your side of the equation that is to say as long as suppliers are trying to play both sides of the equation that is to say we're selling online where somebody can sell at a fraction of they have no overhead costs uh... the 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 furniture and we're selling to brick and mortar stores where you have to carry staff who hopefully are paying fairly well, you have to cover you know, overhead and things like that, and we're gonna to try to do both, it can't resolve it. It can't resolve itself because I can't afford to be showroomed by suppliers that are also selling online at a fraction of the cost.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know, I mean, that's a really hard question, but that's the best answer you're gonna get with, uh, with two spicy Avila's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too spicy a feel behind you, yes. Well, I think in some ways, I think the pendulum is swinging back a little bit because we are seeing a lot of the um, manufacturers realize that you need to have that brick-and-mortar presence because people still do want to touch and feel.
2: It's true, but as brick-and-mortar, the bottom line is that if you're going to put the stuff in the brick-and-mortar store and then you're going to sell it online at whatever price necessarily can be sold for, there's no winning that game. All right. It's a
0: partnership.
2: Well, that was a sad way to end. Nevertheless, this has been a joyous conversation. Uh, we have drunk and talked our way through another episode. On behalf of our guest and our uh, remote mixologist, I'd like to wish everyone good luck this week. And to quote Mel Brooks, I've been accused of vulgarity, and I say that's bullshit. Thanks, folks. See you next week.